Sunday. I don't. Hi. Uh, my name is Stuart Track. This is Beer Diplomacy, episode 122. We're here at Beer Diplomacy HQ in downtown Lower Manhattan. And uh, I'm welcoming my guest. Hey, Bill. I'm doing good. Uh, Bill Wadman. What's going on, Bill? Uh, not Who is Bill Wadman? That's a good question. What are you doing on my couch? <laughs> I'm on this side of the couch because the middle's busted. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, uh, but, but it's out of frame, so we're not... Uh, the, uh... What am I doing on your couch? I don't know. We met... How long have we met? Like, a few months ago? Well, we, like, were digitally connected. And, yeah, I don't know how that happened, either. And I had... Uh, you took some great photos of Baratunde, and I, yes. I looked you up, and I liked your work, so I... Did the, so now we're friends. Did the whole Facebook thing and the Twitter thing. Uh, and then we communicated a little bit because I had talked to you about, like, I saw, I'd seen some of your work and yeah. said, oh, you know, if you ever need someone else to, like, pretend to get shot by a fireball or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm your guy if you want to light someone <laughs> on fire. Um, but no, then we met at, like, a fun day, Sunday, Sunday, fun day brunch thing. With yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron Williams, who's Ron Williams. been on the show many times. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, Ron is a piece of work. I like that. I guy. can say that. Yes, by all yeah. means. But enough about Ron. Let's talk about Ron. Okay. No. Um. No more about you. So, who is the? Who is? Who is? Who are you, Bill? Uh, I am a. I guess I'm a portrait photographer. Uh, I am a podcaster. Yeah. I guess technically. Yeah. That's uh, that's, that's sort of why you're here. Because I'm a podcaster? Well, no, I mean, I would say, to be honest, like, based on the photos alone, yeah. as awesome as they are and as successful as you are in doing that, that's not really why we bring people here. We bring people here because <laughs> they can they're talk about fun them. and they're full of shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, so listening to On Taking Pictures and having a couple beers with you, I say, yeah. oh, you know, there's a guy who needs to come on the show. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, welcome. I, thank you. I, yeah, a couple years ago... I started this show with my friend Jeffrey, who lives out in LA on taking pictures, and now we're on this five by five network, and and it's great. But for two years before that, I did a different show with another with another friend of mine, about a hundred episodes, weekly episodes, called Circuitous Conversations with Bill and Dan, and we talked about yeah. much more of a techie thing, you know, yeah. discussed hard drives for an hour, you know, like that kind of thing, you know, nerdy, nerdy, nerdy. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, and this show. It's like it's a photo podcast, but we don't talk about gear at all. You know? Sometimes, but like very discussion. rarely. Yeah, yeah, I've listened to about five of them, and I like them. Uh, I'm, I'm a subscriber now. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey's sort of the straight man. I'm the cranky one. If yeah. there's such a thing, um, it's, you know, you try to. It's it's all about getting me angry about things. Yeah, but I'm hopefully, very hopefully we can do that things. today. Yeah. Hopefully we can do that today. We can certainly um, try. So. You've been. How long have you been taking pictures? Are are you educated in that uh, as far as formally or no, is it something not at that all. you? Uh, so you did it all on your own. In fact, I've never taken a photo class in my life. No. Um, I, so if I asked you off the top of your head, like, what's the proper? Oh, I know all this room, now, but from experience, not from. Oh, could I tell you what I? Yeah, what I, what my guess would be right yeah, now? Go ahead. Uh, I don't know. I, I have a light shoot at ISO four hundred, maybe. 60, 50th of a second, a four, five, six, maybe. Oh, there you go. Well, four, five, or six. Four or five, six. So okay. I'm a one stop difference. Okay. Well, there you go. Somewhere around there, I try. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, I, I went to school for uh, music. I have a degree in music. Yeah, oh, that's cool. So uh, where, where, where did you go to school? I went to Berkeley College in Boston. In Boston. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I have a degree in music, and I have a degree in music production stuff as well. So, like, you know. Does that help you at all? <clears throat> it helps me if I want to record a 24-track But not at all with your like, photography. You don't think that there's any sort of similarities between... Your music education you know, and your... It's interesting that I, I used to say that, you know, I used to, I went to school originally for composition and then I went over to the production side. So I sort of had the art side of it and then the like dorky science part of it. And um, when I started doing photography six years ago, uh, I what I liked about it was that there was the dorky science part of it. You know, there was all like the the, yeah. the technical aspects of it. But then there's also the all the artistic act, the composition and, and idea aspects of it. So in some ways, the music stuff that I was doing, if I was recording my own stuff, yeah, there was both the art and the science. But mostly it was like if I was recording also, a lot of the science. But, I mean, a lot of your work, and you do all your own after, yes, after do touching, all my own post, whatever you call. So you recently put out a photo that looked like someone was dropping into something. I don't remember exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah, it, 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 was, uh, it, was <laughs> it was somebody, there were tentacles coming out and somebody was yeah, seeing yeah, somebody yeah. else. We'll, and we'll put that in after, yeah, you know, if you uh, watch the show, we'll put and, that in. And that was... That With was, your permission, of course. Sure. All that right. was all about, um, I was out on the street. And I saw they were doing construction on the corner around from me, around the corner from me. And they had like some, the other way. Yeah. The corner around. The corner around from me. And they had some of these like four or five inch diameter uh, sort of like tube things that they were going to use to, to create holes in the ground. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, and I was like, man, those are just sitting there for this whole weekend. Because it was like after afternoon on Friday and they'd shut down for the weekend. I was like, I gotta yeah. do something with those. Like how it just makes no sense. This big pile of rubble and these big gigantic concrete tubes looking going into the ground yeah and i was going to go shoot on them and i was like okay they kind of look like mario brothers so like oh maybe i'll make that play i was like ah, that's kind of stupid i'm like there has to be like a monster or something like that and i ended up shooting them and then shooting my friends in the apartment and that's the part that sort of inspired me to bring this up was how i you seem to do a lot of really cool diy sort of yeah we'll just figure it out and make it work because i saw the photo and thought it was really cool and my first thought was how did he do that right and then you released some pictures that sort of were behind Behind the the scenes and i don't know what it was but someone's like standing on a table and you have a light pointing out from underneath them and it was just Real, I, I, you know, without looking at the photo and the stuff behind it, which once again we'll link to. Yeah, I, so the average person probably wouldn't know that it was completely composited, right? Right. And that's how you want it. You want it to look completely believable. Um, and and that's that's. But you taught yourself all that stuff, so a lot of yeah, that is just okay. like basic MacGyver ability shit, where like you either have it or you don't. But then there's sort of then there's a lot of technical Photoshopy retouching sort which of skills. you just taught yourself, right? And that's what yeah, I'm yeah. You just keep fucking around with it until it works. But can you draw from? No, the... I can't draw to save my life. So yeah. where do you make that connect? Because uh, like I, I'm I'm a great doodler. I yeah. am very sharp lines yeah. and stuff. But I can't. In fact, I couldn't of... draw anything. <laughs> you said draw that shoe over there, and yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it. A couple of years ago, um, I was uh, I, I did a picture of. Um, and now most of my work isn't like this, but these were of this woman in the back of a backseat of her car having her baby. Like, you know, sort of like had to pull off the side of the road. The baby's coming down. Yeah, oh, I love that photo, too. And if, if, if on one of my blog posts, there's actually my original sketch. I sort of made like really basic sketches of like 
oh, I, I could shoot it from here and have her head here. And it looks like a five-year-old did it. Like, right. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah, but if that's enough for you to establish yeah. the vision but in your the, own right. head. And the funny thing is that the picture and the, and the sketch really do line up. I mean, it, it, wow. it's a terrible sketch, but it, I ended up yeah. getting what I was looking for. Um, and although I don't typically sketch out my stuff beforehand. Um, you just had an idea. It's like, I, I had an idea, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what it was? Between music school, I got out and I started doing advertising stuff because I, I, I played around with a lot of web stuff. Yeah. Got a degree at, you know, an online agency in 98. Did that for a couple of years. Quit. Worked freelance for five years, you know. Went and did pitches at, at McCann and Wynar and, and different places. And what then, was your role in the ad space? So what were you doing? Art direction. Okay. Um, but like self-taught, right? Because you're a music all guy. So, right. yeah. Uh, and it was fine, but you know, it's like I don't want to. You know, no offense to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm a strategy guy, right? Uh, I didn't want to sell toothpaste for the rest of my life, right? Um, like that, that. That's just my. Well, as you know, I've recently picked up a camera. Yeah. So you you kind of you understand I'm trying where to get out, from. right? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I love. There's parts of it that I love. Yeah, and there there are great things about it. But you, I just don't want to be. 50, I don't want to be doing it at fifty. Right. And and the <laughs> thing for me was, you know, in in two thousand five, my my father got sick and died, and and I That's I was right. sitting there. Thank you. I was sitting there and I was looking at all the stuff that was left. You know, and had a nice house and stuff. But my dad wasn't in advertising. He owned record stores. But you know, there there was. But he was a businessman. But, you know, there was, there was a nice house, and there was, you know, his car, and his cell phone, and, you know, a pool in the backyard. But, like, after all the people who knew my father die, there's not much left of my father. Yeah. And, and, and Is I, that really that important to you, legacy? To be remembered? No. But, but I, I like the idea that when I'm dead, I, that I'm doing what I want to do with the time that I have on Earth. You know, that, that, yeah. I, that I'm using it for what I want to do. Whether people remember it or not, you know, if one of my pictures is somehow in some art book a hundred years from now, oh, that'd be great. You know, I'm not, I'm not counting It'd on it. It'd be great for your children or your yeah. children's children, if nothing else, just right. to say, look at that thing. And, and, and so much of that kind of stuff really comes down to just timing, right place, right time, luck. You know what I mean? There, there's skill and there's art, but then there's also just so much of a, a craps roll, you know? Yeah. Um, but I got there and I was like, you know what? I, I got to do something where I actually have something to show for it that's mine and that isn't just hawking stuff, you know? Yeah, and I and I feel the same way. Um, you know, I don't know how to say this without sounding like I'm disparaging my my craft or my industry, <laughs> and I'm not. But I'll right. say I'll just say it for an example being, you put out this amazing campaign. Yeah. And nobody knows who the people are behind it. And the people in your industry don't know. And the way that agencies have to, because of the way that the system is set up, take credit for those things. Oftentimes, the individuals who are in the trenches making those things happen never get credit. Right. Never get their names attached to the work that they are working 70 80 plus hours a week. Wine or Rogovi or McKinney. Right. And, right. and like I said, I, 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 that's the and nature of the, the piece. Executive I'm creative not, director. But, correct. Who right. oftentimes had nothing, nothing to do with it. Was in other, one meeting just to say, looks although, good, guys, and walks Although out. that guy did work his ass off for 20 years yeah, to, to get, get to be able yeah, to do sure, that sure. and has plenty of stuff in that same situation that a guy like me is saying, ah, oh, I want that credit. But, you know, so, and there's a lot of creativity that goes into this stuff as well. But yeah. I don't know. It's never. 
solely mine. And 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 yes. that's why I do there's my a own selfishness research. to that. But you know, fuck it, man. Like yeah. I want you know, I spent my initial years after college thinking I was going to go down a creative path and yeah. liked to eat, right. so I gave it up. You know, I mean, like. A lot of it has to do with probably lack of amazing talent in the field, in the music, musical field, which that I was in as well. Okay. I'm all right. You know, people hear me play, the lay person, they're like, oh my God, you're fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I can, yeah. I can carry a tune. I can play guitar and I like to do it. And people right, say right, that, right. but I'm not Jimmy right. Page right, or right, right. anyone, not even, I'm not, I'm not, uh, Hootie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Although like, that dude. He invented himself as like a huge country and star. You know, yeah, but you know what? Those, those records he did. He did. Uh, the, there's a story that the, no, and he's a talented guy. I'm not taking the vocals. Me. One take on those records. Yeah, I'm not. I'm you not. Know? Anybody who got a contract, yeah. I'm not them. Yeah, yeah. Do you know. Yeah, no, I got um, But it was something that I, I'm now 15 years removed right. from that, yeah. and like I'm really feeling creatively unfulfilled. Yeah, I mean, this show is. But the d- only but sort that- of like thing that's uh, completely out of my brain that I do, and I, I want more. Okay, but okay. So as somebody like you, what is the feeling that you you're worried that if you were fifty and still doing what you were doing, you'd it's be like, soulless. "Wow, I just fucking wasted thirty years." No, I don't think you look at it that way. I think you just look at like, I mean, maybe at times you do. I don't think you have this like overlying malaise that comes with that. But maybe you do. I don't know. I you just feel like back. you only got one shot. I feel like I was living, no, albeit completely or irresponsibly, you know, where I cared nothing for the money in my pocket. I cared nothing for the substances that I put in my body, uh, the way that I treated other people. Yeah. But there was a, there was a a life that I had that I just don't have now. Yeah. Um, I was driven more by the experience yeah. than I was by. The roof over my head sure. and the ability to eat yeah. things and yeah. take women out for nice dinner. Uh, I used to make like a lot that. more money like, in advertising than I make now most of the time. You know, but, yeah, but you're living differently, right? Uh, you mean like my lifestyle? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's like, okay. The fulfillment is different. Uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I've made money in my life and I've not made money in my life and I was really no happier when I made money. There was a little yeah. less stress over, oh, shit, you know, I can't afford to I'll go to Italy you, this year. Wait, I'll tell you but, what. You know, but it's not like, it's not like, oh, I can't eat today. Kind of, yeah, I, I, in the time since I've picked up a camera and just started taking photos, and even in the short amount of time, the improvement I've seen, to say, wow, I took like five great photos this week yeah. is so much more rewarding yeah. than my paycheck twice a week. Yeah. Do you know, then, then the feeling that I get at the end of a day when a campaign goes out and is successful. Yeah. Really successful. Yeah. It's just not doing it for me anymore. For me with pictures, there's a lot of people who, oh, they take pictures and they hand them off to a different retoucher and then they have a different printer person deal with that and they go, and they they do a lot of, you know, their hair and makeup people all the time and all that kind of stuff. That's fine. I have a little bit of an ego thing where I kind of want to do it all. I want to be able to say at the end, I think this is my photograph, not this is mine and Stu's and, and, yeah. and Ron's. And, you know, I, I want it to be like, oh, you made that? Yeah, I made that. You yeah. Know? Like any Leibowitz stuff, very beautiful photographs. She has the, some of the, she had works with some of the best retouchers in the world. 
Those pictures do not look like that out of the camera. They look nothing like that out of the camera. Like, yeah, and you so know, far I tend from to that, agree. you wouldn't believe it. I tend so, to agree. I mean, I'm not going to hate on her at all. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm just and saying then, that like, she like, had to be able to take amazing right. photos before any of that right. stuff even existed but, but to for, get to where she but is. But for so. me... I, I, that would drive. I wouldn't. I would have a hard time taking credit for the photographs. Yeah. When so much of it wasn't to do with me. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I, I agree. And, with that. and although and, I'd love to have someone retouch something I've done at some point, just to sort of see. Yeah, or learn how to know, do it yourself. I, I'm, which is which I'm working yeah. on. It's it's it's. it's Wait, not was that was science. that a snarky? Uh, no, I'm just. <laughs> it's it's not rocket science. You know, I mean, like you know, I know a lot of people aren't that. Good at it. I know people who are exceptionally good at it. And I, I was just standing it. online in the bagel store to get a breakfast, and uh, I got the new iPhone 5S, and I took my first sort of, you know, this is not just a snap. Like, I right, stood right. in the middle of the street and We're lined up down Fulton yeah. Street and shot the World Trade Center and said, okay, this will be sort of a little bit of a gauge as to how much better the camera is. Yep. And then I'm standing online and I'm putting the photo in and some girl looks over my shoulder and I turn around. She goes, I just want to see what you're about to post to Instagram. Yeah. She goes, wow, that's amazing. What filters? And I'm like, I don't use filters. I'm a bit of a snob about that kind <laughs> I of said that to her. And was, like, she, did she, was she cute? She, she was cute, but I said it <laughs> and like... I laughed quickly enough that it sounded like I was joking. Yeah, but you weren't joking. No. I, you know, my whole thing with that stuff is that, like, you know, Edwin Land, when he created Polaroid... Pardon me. <clears throat> a little sick this week. Yeah, was, was trying to take pictures that were perfect. He was trying to yeah. make a perfect system. He, he failed in that he could only get so far. If Edwin Land was here today and saw people making their perfect, quote-unquote, images of reality look like what he got in 1967, he would slap them across the face yeah. and be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you have it you have it so good. But it's also You're so different. I mean, I, I, under, I understand that. And, and, and there's surely a difference between people who create for a living and people who create for art uh-huh. and people who create for social value. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and But, but the, the people of... The, the picture of the new tower... Or, you know, the picture on the street of, you know, some guy, like, sleeping in the corner or whatever it is. That, the sort of, like, just going around, everyone has a camera kind of photography that people do today. The stuff that goes up on Instagram. But there's a difference. But there are dudes who just have a point-and-shoot who compose oh, significantly no, better than people I, who... Uh, no, no, absolutely. You know, it's not about the... It's, I'm not talking about the, the, the technology. I'm just saying that I wouldn't want to be a street shooter nowadays. Because everyone's a street shooter nowadays. You know, how many pictures yeah. are there of, you know, I'm going to Italy next month. How many pictures of there are of, of the Duomo in, in, in Florence, right. you know, from every conceivable angle? And they're all on Google. So what's next? What do you do? What is there to do? Well, for me. You got to add a Lomo filter, man. Right. Well, that's the thing is that, like, at a certain point, it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to take that picture. I'm going to take the picture of my partner in the picture because that's what I'm going to care about right. not trying to get the perfect picture of the thing sure. that everyone's already gotten the perfect picture but if you were going to go to this place that you had never been before yep. and see things you had never seen before regardless of how many times they've been photographed yep. what would Bill do? how would Bill photograph that? you know it's funny I, I, I went to Japan a couple of years ago well, three years ago now and I brought a Hasselblad film camera and I was there for two weeks and I brought 20 rolls of film there's 12 shots per roll I took approximately 12 to 15 pictures a day. That's it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was hard to fill 15 pictures, like just because right. I wasn't taking that many. Um, I, I'm not a big 
picture taker when I'm just going around. You know, mm-hmm. I never carry a camera other than my phone. I almost never. Did carry you a camera. when you first started? No. So like for me, for example, like I've never had a DSLR before. Right. Now I have this great camera. Yeah. And I want to have it with me everywhere. You yeah. never know. With that being said, yeah. I'll carry the camera and not take it out of the bag at all in a day. Yeah. 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 I just feel like, you know, they do say the best camera is the one you have with you. Yep. So why not carry a better camera if you have yeah, yeah, sure, sure, at least sure. while it's new. Um, and you know, sometimes everyone's like, I'll, 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 I'll feel that way and I'll be like, oh, I should just, I'll pick it up. So I'll pick up my 5D with a little pancake lens on it or something like as small as it can get. And I'll go out and then I'll realize that I took one picture while I was out and it wasn't even that good of a picture. I'm like, why the hell was I carrying this damn thing around all day long? You know, uh, for me, I, I'm just not that kind of guy. I mean, the stuff that I do professionally, the stuff that I do most of the time are editorial portraiture, right. portraits for magazines or for ads or that kind of stuff. Like, I'm, t- I, I'm being hired to come take pictures of you. So how'd you, you get know? into it? Because um, it seems like... It's a weird uh, business to get into. And the fun... I, I don't want to say the fun is gone, yeah. but it seems like if you're saying, well, I'm only really carrying my gear when I'm shooting for right. work... Yeah. Where's, that I don't enjoy photography? I wouldn't say that, but do you know what I mean? That like it's the hobbyist that, part of it, which especially without any professional training, seems like you had to have started there. Okay, where, so, you know, do you know? You know yeah, what I understand what you're saying. I, I, you know, I used to carry my camera a little bit more, um, and then in uh, 2007, I'd done these like annual projects. I did like this daily thing. Turned out that it was during the year my father died, but I did not plan it that way. I was doing it, and then he got sick and died, and whatever. And then I did a I did a weekly thing like bigger projects, some photos, some music. Some, I'd write songs and all this kind of stuff. And then I was like, I got to do another thing. And I had taken a lot of portraits. And my mother at the time, this is two thousand six, said, "You know, your portraits are really good. You should take more of that kind of stuff. And you should, you know, go with that." And I was like, okay. Now I don't normally. My mother is not like some arbiter of great, you know, whatever. But you know, sometimes but you got to listen to your mother. She thinks you're good looking, though. Right. She, she loves me. Um, so she said, go with the portraits. I said, you know, okay. So I met a guy uh, who introduced me to some woman who was an art buyer at some agency, which I can't even remember now. And I went and met with this woman, got a meeting with her, and I showed her my work. And this is the time I, my pictures were terrible. You know, I was showing her stuff, but like, I had no right to be showing her stuff at the time, right? And she was very nice and very polite. She said, you know, these are good. You know, come back to me when you have more. And I left, and this was like November of 2006. And I said, man, how am I going to take more pictures of people? Like, how am I going to do that? And so I decided to do a one portrait a day series for a year. And so I bought 365portraits.com. And I started shooting. That was you. That was me. Okay. And, and I, I, started, that I started shooting every single day. And I started with my sister. And then, you know, the fourth day was my girlfriend at the time. And, but you, you know, did a full setup, or did you just, like, go somewhere and take a picture? Sometimes they were studios. Sometimes it was, you know, a, a glorified snapshot, although rarely. I mean, usually I took time with people. And I scheduled somebody for every single day, and I met up with them. And there was, like, maybe six or eight times where somebody canceled, and I had to find somebody, like, on the street in the middle mm-hmm. or whatever. But most of them were like, no, I'm going today at noon to shoot stew or whatever. <laughs> and um, I did that for a year, and I, and I got... I started writing people who I wanted to shoot, you know, uh, like, you know, I, I shot a guy who was a, 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 a English lord while I was over there at his 600-year-old house in, oh, in wow. England. Uh, I shot Buzz Aldrin. I shot uh, uh, Brian Green, the physicist. I shot, like, lots of people who were, like, heroes of mine, you know? 
And all uh, you had to do was what? Send an email? Yeah, or... send an email and said, I'm doing this thing. I'd love to shoot you. Show but, them what but, you've done so far. Yeah, and... sure. But, you know, this was also six, seven years ago when not everyone was doing this kind of thing. Now there's right. a billion of these things. I wear your shirt.com exactly. every day. Yeah. And uh, so I, you know, I did this for a whole year. And by the end of the year, uh, I had amassed this huge, I mean, I had 365 portraits. Yeah. I could pick 30 or 40 really good ones out of 365. Yeah. You know, and I started, I put them up on some websites and this kind of thing, like some of these sort of, you know, how to, places you find portrait photographers, I forget, you know, those kinds of things. Craigslist, you mean? No, <laughs> I don't. You know, one, I, like like all those things that uh, um, uh, agency access do. Yeah, and those yeah. kind of I, I'd sign up for one of those at the time, and I started getting calls from magazines, um, and it was scary because, like, all of a sudden it goes from oh, I'm taking pictures of Stuart in his in his living room to shit. I got to go take a cover picture for this magazine today. You know, um, and it just kind of went from there. Um, the downturn was a bitch because it just, you know, cut the knees out from everyone like me, you know, um, talking about like, oh, eight. Yeah. Oh, eight, oh, nine. It was bad. You know, uh, even into oh ten, it was bad, you know, like, cause it just, it takes time. And plus, because also with that came the downfall of the magazine publishing industry, you know, how many magazines went out of business in those three years? Probably 50% of the magazines on the newsstand, you know? Um, and those are the bread and butter and the people who were still buying pictures were paying less for more. Oh, cause it's only going to be used for digital. Well, that right. doesn't change how long it takes me to do right. my job. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, in fact, technically it gets more usage digitally than it does print. Yeah. It's kind of a screw job. It is. Uh, and, and you know, people are getting better about it and it's funny because they'll, they'll contact me. Like I, I took these pictures of Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, for Time Magazine three and a half, four years ago. I have one of them hanging. You have one of them hanging in your wall. In fact, uh, the one that you have hanging next to your desk uh, was up. I I went to Ontario uh, this week. On Tuesday, the lieutenant governor of Ontario was this guy. That's not the crack dude, is it? No, he was, he's the, he is the, uh, that's the mayor of Toronto. (laughs) The lieutenant governor of Ontario was doing a show of famous Ontarians. You know, okay. of portraits. Is Gladwell a famous Ontario? Yes, he's Canadian. Uh, and uh, so they wanted my picture, and there was like another, you know, 50 people, whatever, they got these pictures. And they had like an opening reception at the mansion or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so I flew up on Tuesday and went to this party, and like, you know, it was, you know, it was great. Yeah. But, you know, there are people who will call you up magazines and be like, you know, oh, we have X amount of money, and, you know, here, we need this picture. And it's like, okay, great. You know, and those other people are like, oh, can we just get the high res? We need it for this thing. I was like, well, you could pay me to get the high rates. You know what I mean? Like just certain, certain people get it and certain people don't. And it's like, I yeah. pay my rent by right. doing this kind of stuff. You know, you get paid for here's, your job. Here's, here's a question. Here's a question. Um, I have another friend who's a photographer who felt like guys like me are taking money out of his, yeah, man, fuck you. out of his mouth or out of his, <laughs> out of his pocket, money out of his mouth, food out of his mouth. Yeah. I understand to a certain extent his point of view. Um, Are you as good as he is? I'm not even close. There, okay, there, I think that there is a certain problem going on in. in well, can I can I give him sure. a little bit yeah, more credit before we yeah. just leave it just at that? Yeah. I was taking a job that he felt conversationally should have been a paid job and taking it for free. Yeah. Because I have no experience. Right. And I felt like, well, 
I can ask a couple of friends who know what they're doing and sort of get a somewhat of an idea of what to do and then just do it. And all the while prefacing my lack of experience, never trying to put one over on someone and say, yeah, I can do that. And say, no, 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 I don't know what I'm doing. If you want me for free, I need the experience. I'm going to do all the research I can and then give it my best shot. Right, right. And still, here's someone who said, well, you know what? There's people who get paid to do exactly that, and you're giving someone a free alternative. Uh, I do. I tend to agree with him from the point of view of if, if 10 years ago this was happening, you wouldn't have done that. You'd go maybe assist some guy. So you'd go on some shoots to see yeah. how he does it yeah. while he's getting paid. You know what I mean? Like that you'd go and if I can get that, that opportunity, I'd do that right now. Right. Right. Um, the, the flip side of that, though, is, you know what? People get what they pay for. No offense. Right. I, that, that, I'm not saying that I expected right. to create any crazy, the, the, amazing the problem work is, The problem is is that people don't realize the worst of creative stuff. That, yeah. you know, you send you to go take a picture of some guy, you send me to go take a picture of a guy. It's going to be a different picture. It's going to be a different picture. That's not a... a, a that's not... I'm not stroking myself. Phil, I've been doing you. this for four months right. at most. You understand what I'm saying, right? Yes. Okay. So, it's two different things. Now, somebody would say, well, shit... I don't have a thousand dollars to go hire Bill, so I'm going to give Stu a hundred bucks to go take the picture. Okay. The problem with that is that it's a very short thing of thinking because maybe the picture that I took would get them five thousand dollars worth of business. Of course, you see what I'm saying? It's short sighted. In much the same way as writers, I have a lot of writer friends with magazine writers and that kind of stuff. People who are like big, you know, uh, Salon.com weekly columnists and that kind of stuff, and they get paid like a hundred dollars to write a thing for the magazine, you know, and I'm like hundred dollars because to some of those people, they say, Oh, we need a writer to write content. doesn't matter if it's Stu or Bill or Joe or just Mary. Content. I just need content. I don't care. They, they don't, they don't distinguish between writers. And in some ways they don't distinguish between photographers or graphic designers or right. whatever. Right. And I think that at some point it got so low as common denominator that everyone was equal. And I think in some ways there's a, there's there's bubblings now of no some people are better than others and are worth oh, more than others. Yeah. I think that whole thing got knocked down and it's building up a little bit now. Well, I think it than has it to get knocked down though. I think I, you know in some ways digital and the onset of all of this crazy web stuff is yeah. a reset button, right? Yep. Yeah. The playing field is now leveled again and everybody had an opportunity to come yep. in and do it one way or do it another. Right. I mean like, but some people don't realize that it doesn't mean that everyone's equal. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But then again, I mean, look at some of the crap on BuzzFeed, for example. Yep. Sure. And how many clicks it gets. And what is the measurement? What is well, the true measurement of quality versus not quality? Yeah. Well, is it clicks? Because if it's clicks, then the best writing in the world is on Mashable. Yes, and, and, and I whatever like it is, you were just, I love the people who there were. You were just company, watching but... about a guy who had you know baker's yeast in his or you yeah. know brewer's yeast in his gut. So when he was eating pasta, he was getting drunk on on the fermentation, awesome. fermentation. Right now, Where could can you I imagine? Get some of that? Yeah, but could you imagine ever seeing that in the New York Times? No, right? No, not right. at all. Never. Right, but you know, but there is. That's why I don't read the Times, Bill. Sure, but but I'm just saying that, and I'm not saying that everything has to be super highbrow. I'm just saying at a certain point, we've gotten to the point where everything is a 15 second laugh, or 
a photographer, oh, this guy shot pictures of dogs underwater jumping into pools. And, and, and everyone, and it gets shared 40 million times for a total of 13 hours, and then no one knows who the guy is ever again. Yeah. Maybe that was enough to get him started on something else. Yeah. But is it all about novelty? Should you, if you're trying to make a career in photography, try to find some crazy novel thing that will get written up everywhere as opposed to taking the kinds of pictures you want to take or actually make something that will last longer than If you do both, that'd be great, right? Right. I mean... I worry that it's... we're we're, we're looking for such a short attention span amount of media. I mean, I personally, as someone who's looking to add visual creation to my career... Okay. So to speak, both with video, with photo, and stuff yep. like that. I mean, and I don't even know. I mean, we're talking about this is like I'm a couple months in, but at the same time, I'm not looking for a quick hit. I don't. I don't think like like if I took a photo and tomorrow it got a bajillion hits, that could probably be the worst thing yep. that could happen to me because it elevates my it elevates me to a level that I am not ready to be at. Right. You right, know. Right, I mean. Yeah. All of a sudden, people are like, wow, that dude is great. And then I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. maybe that was like a lucky shot. Yeah, that's lucky. And that's one of the cool things about photography that yeah. I found so far is that even in shooting almost every day for four months, like, I've taken some and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Lucky shot. Yeah. There's no denying that that was yeah. a lucky shot because I have yet to put together anything where I was like, I, like like your drawing, for example, like you saw it in your head and yep, you yep, knew what you yep, wanted and yep. you made it happen. Yeah. I haven't. I don't have that acuity. Right. Yet, do yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't walk into a room and say, "Shut up, speed." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I walk into a room with a camera. I take thirty shots to figure out what the look is. Fortunately, we have this preview feature on right, digital right, cameras, right, right. or else I'd be going through a lot of film and I'd never know what was right. Right. Until after, do you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that part of learning to do that is the experience that comes along with it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, two, you three, four, or five years from now, I might be able to come into a room and say, okay, this is how I shoot this room. Or this is how I shoot this situation. Yeah. I don't expect that to yeah. happen anytime. But you know what? So. I pick up my camera. I'll take a shot and see, oh, is it overexposed? Okay, I got to open up a little bit. I got to wait. I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not using light meters or guessing. Or no, but you're in the right ballpark, though. Like, yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. I, although I will admit, like in a short amount of time, I have a better idea than I did. You know, I didn't know what I didn't know what f stop was. Yeah, I yeah. still don't really understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just know that you know, I'm not even gonna try and okay. get out there. I just, I just know. I just know, man. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand think I know. Yeah, um, but that's really cool. So, speaking of f stops and all those things, yeah. and sort of like the, you know, the ability for the layperson to create. Things and we're talking like about filters and yeah. Uh, How about the new stuff where they're like, "Oh, we're gonna take three pictures of Bill and Stuart sitting on the couch," and oh, the computer's gonna know that Stu looks better than this one, so we're gonna merge those two together. I mean, I think that's really cool. See, I think it's a terrible idea. Why? Because the pictures For- of you when you were a kid, the best ones are not the ones where everything's perfect. Well, yes. And reality's not perfect. Yeah, but and how many famous pictures of the thing where this is blurred out? Wouldn't have happened. How many pictures of me as a kid do I even have anymore? Is a better is a better. Well, that's a good question. How many do you have? One. Really? I don't know. My parents probably have them in a box. It's funny. You know, I went up to my mother's house. uh, When was this? Six months ago. Stuff 
Yeah, and I pulled out pictures and I put them on the table and I set up my camera and I just took pictures of the prints because scanning is almost useless now because there's no information in prints. Like if you have a four by six print, you scan it, it's like, it's so out of focus and blurry and terrible. So I was just like, you know, I'll just take pictures of pictures. And they probably look better. I mean, you have to put They're work great. in and crop them and all that stuff. Yeah, but you know what? Like I just, I have them all there and if one day I get really bored, I can go in and clean them all up. Yeah, and none of those photos... Like, you, you have them for the nostalgia, not for the art of them. Yeah, exactly. It's so like, oh, like, look at me and my sister where I'm, like, in this... Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but the idea of, 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 of this computational photography, of, of computers taking over all the hard work to the point where they're making artistic decisions for you... I personally don't like that. Is it great for the... Is it great they're... for the parent who's just trying to pick, take a picture of their kid? Yeah, but... So you're saying for snaps... Well, but what about the person who doesn't care that just says, I want to capture this moment and I want it to look as good as possible. I don't care what the computer does for me. Just True. make me look good. Make, you know, make... Yeah, I know. I get, I, I think that there are two different, are, there are two different things going on here. You know, there's, the thing about photography is that there's photography for, for art. Uh, there's photography for memories that you want to be perfect, like wedding photos and that kind of crap. And then there's photography for, like, oh, I'm just taking this snapshot. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes if it gets to the point where all snapshots are too perfect, I think it takes some of the, it takes some of the humanity out of it, you know? The yeah, reality gets that. lost. And I, I, I there's something about it that just bothers me a little bit. It's like when Phil Schiller, while announcing the new iPhone, was like, you know, sneak better pictures you used to have to learn about photography. Now just did buy he actually say that? Yes. Oh, man. And it's like, that's just a dick move. Like, don't say that. In much the same way that Marissa Meyer said there's no such thing as professional photographers anymore at a Yahoo thing, it's like, shut your mouth, lady. You know yeah, what? Well, same thing I could be said of good that. CEOs and marketing people. Yeah, like the, that's you know, true. There's, a, your job there's too. A, uh, a newspaper recently fired all their photographers, right? And said, uh, oh, Chicago yeah. Tribune. I mean, it's sort of saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah, they fired their staff photographers. They're hiring people, yeah. Just anyone with an yeah. iPhone and like. Well, no, they're, I mean, they're hiring probably. They're probably hiring back the same people a lot of the time to do lower it. Lower rates now. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, now, the thing is that, I mean, if, if you're just taking a picture of, you know, Joe Schmo's uh, bodega down the corner got robbed. Like, here's a picture of Joe Schmo behind the counter. Do you need to hire me to do that? No. Could, could the reporter who's interviewing him take a quick iPhone snap and put yes. it on the web? For that case, yes. Even with newer phones, put it in print, too. Sure. I mean, you really yeah, don't yeah, sure. need... Yeah. Now, is it going to be as good as if you sent somebody who really knows what they're no, doing? No, but it's not that important. It but captures it's not, the moment exactly. for journalistic... Right. We're talking right. about journalism, not right. about art. Exactly. Right, now. right, right. And right. I, I tend to think that that's okay. But how many of the pictures of so-and-so for Time magazine or Life magazine or... Or Vanity Fair magazine, like serious portraits, are are considered art and aren't just a snapshot right. of Robert De Niro sitting in a chair. Well, then there's also the thought of like there's a big difference between the cell phone photo of the riots in Syria, for yeah. example. Yeah. I don't know if there's even riots in Syria, but you yeah. know, in Egypt, let's yeah. say, or uh, some photo or some photojournalist right. who's there, who's right. like really well, capturing the right my moment. argument for that was the Boston bombings, right? There were 43,000 people with cell phone cameras. What's on the cover of Sports Illustrated? A guy who's a photojournalist who was there. Right. And it's not because he's the one they paid to do it. It's because it was the... Because somebody with a good they didn't eye... They to do it. The guy took it and then sold the photo. Right, but my point... Right. right, right. My point being is that, like, he... They didn't They didn't use it just because he was a professional. They used it because it was a better picture right. than the other stuff they were getting on Flickr right. and wherever yeah. else, right? 
So there is a place for people who are good at this. You yeah. Know? And there's and, a market for it. There yeah. are people, yeah. myself included, who appreciate like crazy top notch photojournalism. Yeah. You know, there the are people are insane, by the way. Uh, I, I, I want to. I want to. Out do, of their mind. That's what I want to do, man. You kidding me? No, that's what I want to do. Fuck that. Have you watched that Witness show on no. HBO? There's a four episode, one hour each thing on, from HBO where they follow around like a photojournalist in Juarez in one episode, in Tunisia yeah. in one episode, and you're like, screw that! Like he's there taking pictures of some guy who just got shot up in Juarez in a car. And the guy's yeah. like, Ayudame, Ayudame. And, and like, he's just taking pictures of him while they're like waiting for the ambulance show. And I'm like, I could do that. That guy was just shot by somebody with a submachine gun. Where's the guy with the submachine gun? He's still around here somewhere. And these guys get killed. Well, that's sort of one thing that they think global, that they can I jump mean, between the bullets. Well, right. And there are photojournalists who probably and most likely have been yeah. terminated in the line of duty. Yeah. But there's sort of still an honor, even amongst the worst. People and most despicable people in the Not world. To shoot the press. Yeah, I mean, press gets taken hostage. It happens, but the frequency at which it happens is relatively low. I, I'm, I'm only speaking from yeah. the volume of news that I've heard. Yeah. There's no facts other than experiential news consumption. That I'm basing this theory. Yeah, on. but you know, a lot of these people get killed not on purpose, right? You know, well, that and I, I just, I, I don't know. I just well, think look, yes, if I had to choose, if I love life, and I had to choose to either be in the line of fire and not be in the line of fire, yeah. yeah, I would choose not to be in the line of fire. Yeah, but I would love to go shoot stuff like that. Like I think a I, lot of I those have... guys go not getting paid, dude. They just go because they're just like, oh, I'll sell the pictures that I take while I'm here. I'm just gonna fly to to Cairo, get off and run around for like you know three weeks taking pictures. Yeah, I don't know if Balls. I do it that way. That's what these people have. <sighs> I mean, that is I, would, I would do it on someone else's dime, but I don't know if I do it on my own dime. That is gutsy. I that's just it's not it's not my thing. What I like doing is sitting down with somebody for three hours, taking their picture, and talking to them, and wearing yeah. them down, and you know, getting them to get to the point where it's just me and a new friend chatting, and they forget that I have a camera in my hands. Yeah, like that's that's what I love doing. That's that's why I take portraits. I like taking portraits. I don't like photography as much. Does that make sense? That's funny that you say that. I've I've actually enjoyed the portrait aspect of this myself and the little experience that I have. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something. I think you've just tapped into something that I actually quite enjoy as well. I've had the I've had the, uh, the I've been fortunate enough to work with two friends who are beautiful girls. Yeah. And to be able to sort of shoot with them. And now that you just said that, I realized. The best photos came, like, really late in the day after sitting with someone and doing, like, three or four different looks and just hanging out and talking and, like, bonding with someone. Late in the day, those last, like, hundred shots, so to speak, or however many you're going to take. It's funny. Um, When I take pictures of me, I usually take about a hundred pictures total. uh, Well, (laughs) hey, hey, I'm, like, right now I'm shooting, like, five to eight hundred photos. Oh, my God. I'll take five or eight hundred photos a month. I, I, I've taken probably, like, more than that. Oh, it's amazing. Oh. I, I've never, I shot a I've thousand ne- photos on Thursday night. I've never, I've, never been, I've never taken a lot. Of, I, I'll go away on a trip for a week and a half, and I'll come home with 400 photos. Oh, that's crazy. Um, but that's also, it's just, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relate that to the fact that, like, when I'm cutting them down now, yeah. I can't cut 400 photos down to less than 60 photos. Yeah. And even friends of mine who are not professionals are like, yo, dude, 
You can't go and post yeah, sixty you, photos you from one down sitting. To Ten. Yeah, and the funny thing is, so for example, sitting with uh, with a friend of mine, the first girl that I had the the the, the pleasure and and privilege to shoot. Um, Posted about 66 pictures. Yeah. Five weeks later, I go back and look at that same set, and I cut it down to like 14. So, right. you know, just because, like, after looking at it for so long, realizing, yeah. I think the more you do it... I'll, I'll tell you, doing that 365 portraits for a year, I had, to, I had to go shoot you, edit it down, get the one picture, and put it up before I went to sleep. Yeah. So I got really good at going, yes, no, yes, no, 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 yes, no, no, yes, no, no, yeah. yes, no. And then take all the yeses. No, yes, no, you know. And you go, well, up, like, do, yeah, things are one way. star. Then they go up to, you know, take all the one stars and choose the two star. Take the two stars, choose three stars. Mm -hmm. And then you get to four stars and you're at, like, five or six. Yeah. You know, and you choose the one. Um, and that, that that is a, that's definitely sort of a blink, make a decision, you know. Is this look, one better than that one? Left, it's like, yes, yeah. no, yes, no, yes, no. Do I like it? Do I not like yeah. it? Look back and forth in a couple, it's four, five seconds times. a piece. You, you know? just got to go with your gut. Yeah. You have to go with your it's gut. It's fun. I, I, uh, I like it. Yeah, but I, but it's that process is what I like. It's it's meeting new people. I, I had to go up. I shot a woman. Uh, I shot a woman um, in Reno. Yeah, <laughs> I shot a woman uh, up in Boston a couple weeks ago who is a gold medalist Olympian judo wrestler. You know, for some magazine, and it's like, when would I ever get to hang out with a gold medalist Olympian and hold her gold medal and talk to her about you know when yeah. this wouldn't happen except for my job. You know, yeah. that like that's that's why I do what I do because I get to I meet all these people. That are into something. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah. You know, but I, you, you I like, like taking pictures of the pretty girls. Who doesn't? Uh, look, there's nothing wrong with taking pictures. I will admit, of the though, girls. like it's easy. It is easy. Right. Hey, man, I'm, They're I'm pretty starting. Girls. No, I'm starting. I, I, I'm, I'm new. That's not a tear. I'm just saying that, like, I, I once I did this but test I think, of some 17 year old Russian model once. She comes over. And somebody did her hair, and somebody did her makeup, and I set up just, like, one soft box off to the side, and this girl looked ridiculous. And I was like, all right, the problem I have with that is that, like, this doesn't test my skill at all. My mother could take good pictures of this woman. You know? She's gorgeous. But if you're just talking about just standing there, that's one thing. I think that, the, for me, the fun so far has been, like, what can I do with How a beautiful woman? How can I this girl up? In some ways, yeah. Or, or flip it the other way, you know? And that's the challenge I'm facing now. It's like having done two or three of those sorts of things, I'm like, all right. I okay, use the same thing with every girl now. Yeah. And it's just boring. Like, I'm yeah. not proving anything. Right. And, like, I don't want this reputation of just, like, the dude's going to take pictures of a girl, make her look super sexy and provocative, and that's easy, right? Like, yeah. Like, the girl that I had the pleasure of shooting the first time. Yeah. There was one photo that we took where there was some nudity in it. Like, she had a boob hanging out. And when it came time to post these up publicly... Did you call it? I didn't use it. Right. I didn't use it. Yeah. And she had even said, she's like, you can use that one, but it can't go on Facebook. It's the only Tumblr ready, so to right, speak. Right, right, yeah. And then when I went to go post it, I compared it to a lot of the other pictures and said, well, no, just for the sake of it's like, not a boob good hanging out, not worth it. wasn't worth it. So that same sort of thought is going into, like... All right, so I've proven that I can take a really pretty girl, yeah. put her on the balcony, shoot her with the right light in the dark, and have the city behind her, yeah. and it looks awesome. Do I do that with every girl? Right. No, because that doesn't prove anything. It proves that I figured out how to do something once, yeah. and I can keep replicating. Yeah. I'm not Andy and, Warhol. And what do I want to be? You know? Those are those those are those kinds of things where it's like, okay, that's a technique you stick in your toolbox, and when you're and in a situation where, yeah. 
you know, I don't have any other ideas or I can't do this, that, and the other thing or this isn't working. Okay, go back to the safe stuff that I know that I can do. Yeah. And we all do that, you know. Yep. Um, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just fascinating. It's Portrait photography is just it's, – it's, it's such I'm a weird it. thing. I've shot portraits just of like – some of my friends just out and about now. You know, I bought a 1.850 millimeter, which is great for taking portraits. Yep. Just quick outdoor, anywhere. I mean, the light that comes through sure. on that lens is awesome. And yeah, of course, it's fun to take pictures of pretty girls. I mean, yep. who wouldn't want sure. to do that? But I am enjoying just taking shots yep. of anyone, for that matter, and yep. saying, holy shit, look at this thing that you just did. And just wait till I go home and sort of, you know, trick it out some more. So yeah, yeah. it's really cool. It is really cool. I, I see why you like it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get I get off on the personal connections, and it's it's weird sometimes. Like you know, there are people I've had portrait shoots with, especially women, where it was like a really intimate thing, like where it's like, wow, I'm, I feel closer to this person than some people I've had sex with. Yeah, you know, after three hours of just like. Oh, yeah. You know, you're in the dark and there's just a modeling light on one soft box, whatever it is. And, and you're trying to get them to open up and yeah. give you emotion yeah. and sort of not be buttoned up. And, like, that's yeah. something that you see. The minute you look through a camera lens at somebody, yeah. and I'm going to say this like I've been doing it forever, and I yeah. don't think it has anything to do with it. I think you just – it's it's an immediate yeah. sensation. It's either there it's or like it's not. Yeah. People tend to stiffen up yeah. when you point a camera at them. It's, and that's the there. worst thing that you can do yeah. because the camera captures that stiffness – I, I wrote. I wrote a so post easily this week. A guest post on Scott Kelby's blog this week, um, all about like trust, and I gave all these examples and like stories of people I shot and like you know, yeah. like, like how I dealt with each of the situations, you know. And it's true. It's like you, you have to find, and that those are the situations where you have to either let go of the science of photography or have it be so muscle memory that you're not thinking about it. You know, right? I can't. I can't spend time looking at settings on my camera. I have to be interacting with you. Yeah. If I can do this while I'm talking to you and find the thing, that's one thing. You know, but sure. if, but if I ignore you for thirty seconds while I'm moving lights around and whatever it is, because I have to concentrate on that because I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. That's a problem. I'm losing the connection between you and I. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, man. And then there's a lot of portrait photographers mm. who don't talk to their subject at all, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's amazing to me. It's like, how do you get what you get? How do you find, how do you get these people to give you what you need? Because you can't take it. Taking pictures is funny. It's like a, it's, it's an incorrect term. You don't take pictures. Somebody has to, somebody has really to, somebody has to give you, it's a, it's a shared thing. It's a dance. It's people have to help, you know, it's a two way street. It's, it's cooperation. It's, That's the name of your podcast. I'm taking pictures. Oh, taking yeah. pictures. I know, right? That was old. That's really ago. profound, man. I, I do dig that. Yeah, it's, it's taking pictures. Yeah. But yeah, my podcast. Maybe that sort of comes from, there aren't there some cultures that believe that like take photos steals your steals soul? Something. Yeah. So uh, you are taking, you're taking a moment from somebody in a way, right? Yeah, you're like capturing a moment. But as far as like portraits, I don't think, I mean, I think you can take Pictures that are attractive of somebody when they don't want you to, sure, sure. you know, depending on how attractive the person are. But but to, to, get, to really ones, get right to get the portrait that's going to be the one that they use as their obituary photo, which is like my weird kind of yeah. creepy goal. I want this somebody to say this is the best picture ever taken of me. You know, that's hard to do. Um, yeah. For example, 
Uh, and this is not a knock on you yeah. at all. So, although it's going to start to sound that way. Okay, go ahead. And it's not. Uh, when we had when we had all gone out mm-hmm. for brunch a week or so, like three or four weeks ago now, yeah. and you brought your Hasselbad, yeah, and you shot me and yeah. Ron and Nikki and everybody who was there, yeah. nobody liked their own photos, yeah, nobody. I didn't like mine. Yeah. Nikki didn't like hers. Ron didn't like his. Yeah. And then we all handed them to one another and said, "Holy crap, that's like the best photo I've ever seen of you." Yeah. And there was a unanimous decision amongst everybody there. Yeah. That individually we hated our own pictures. Yeah. Subjects are but, terrible judges of their own. Of, so how do you get that? Where it's like I don't think those first photos. That's the best picture of me. I thought Hannah's picture was really good because she can really mug it up. Yeah. Um, Nikki, she could take a good picture. Pictures of you and Ron and Lauren, they were they were okay. They weren't great. Um, it's you know. You like I said, the, right point was, the point wasn't no, so no, much. Right. I'm just saying that I, didn't, I didn't think that those were fantastic photos anyway. But yeah, but they were they were fine. But like the point but I think it is I was interesting trying to make that, was, that people don't like their own photos, a and lot. yet everybody else liked them. And I, I, that's a lesson that I've actually taken from that day. Uh, I, I take pictures, you know, taking pictures of people, and people say, "I don't like that one. I don't like yeah. that one. I don't like yeah. that one. I want that one." And my sort of response to them is, "Guess what? Like." I'm going to pick the one that I think looks best. And I don't mean to be a dick about that, but yeah, you see yourself a certain way every day because you're yeah. accustomed to seeing yourself yeah. a certain way every day. And you yeah. model whatever that look in the mirror is that yeah. you feel most comfortable about walking out of your house, and that makes you feel right. good. But you may not realize that the day that you walk out of the house with, like, you know, your shit's a little messed up and your hair's not the yeah, way yeah. it is, and all of a sudden everybody's on you, yeah. that's because that way other people view you. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's there, there the are two different things. Sometimes you get it where you get both, though. Where yeah. you take a picture that everyone says, wow, that's a great picture, Stu. And then you look at it and go, oh, I look pretty good in that picture. Yeah. Every once in a while that happens. Yeah. You know, um, I took, a, I took a, a passport photo of Heather the other day. Oh, for, yeah? Yeah, because she needed need a new passport photo. And I was going to, you know, like, okay, we went and got some done at, like, the place down the street. And I was like, wait a minute. What are you, why are we paying people to take your passport? Yeah. I can take your passport photo. You know, like I never really thought about it. You know? I, that is sort of strange. And we set up a softbox and bounced card underneath her and I took her picture on white. And it's like, I'm not stroking myself, but it's the best passport photo I've seen in years. And it's kind of like, okay. Like she looks like. You found, you found it, your calling. It looks like, you know, when they show like a. a, a uh, this is the standard for what a passport is supposed to look like. You know, like yeah. Jane Doe. And it's like a, a purchase yeah. from something. That's what it looks like. And I was like, Okay, see, we took a good passport photo. I was like, and I held up my passport. And I'm like, man, my passport photo is shit from some other thing. You so know, you should five years ago. Now you should just stand in front of the yeah. box. And, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start doing like high end passport photos for people. New York City, that's got to be a business right there. <laughs> I mean, there is white background, one light, no shadows. I can do that with like no a good smile, camera, good, straight ahead. You're not allowed to smile in a passport photo. No, you're not allowed to smile in a passport yeah. photo. Yeah, because international travel is not happy. No, it is not. Uh, but it's just who the hell would want to leave the country? But you're right. And go people, see the world. People tend to not like pictures of themselves, which I always find fascinating. Yeah, so we've been at this for a while here, okay, Bill. We can end it. We can wrap well, it we're up. not going to end it, but uh, 
What else we, we, got? we were so we we're having this heated discussion before, and I just thought we'd like at least talk about something current. Okay, what do we got? We're both sort of on the fence about this new eye device. Uh, the or maybe less the, the device. software. What are we talking? So about? yeah, wait, wait. So we'll. Sh- I think we'll the phone show. is delightful. I mean, it's a the it's phone a, is delightful. It's an evolutionary step, of course. Of, Hey, imagine it's faster and it's got a better camera. Like, you know. Yeah. Of course that's what's going to happen. I think they missed, really, 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 really missed on the OS. Uh, I do. I mean, yeah. and you know, I said this problem. before. Do you know what's Text wrong with that? is not buttons, right? Like, it, 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 some, some parts of the OS feel like it was the engineers making up a version of it. Before they handed it to the designers, like, it's like a mock-up so of like, oh, ugly. there's gonna be a button up here. It is so ugly. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it is really, really, really ugly, and it is childish. <laughs> it is like, it, it reminds me of like Fisher Price yeah. something. Yeah. And it, to me, it's an embarrassment. Yeah. And I am not. I said this to you before. And I, I probably said it better because it always comes out best the first time. But the reason they were able to put this out is because Steve Jobs is dead. Yeah. People say um, that. And I'm not a Steve Jobs. Sycophant. Yeah. I, I mean, sure, the guy was was responsible for responsible for some great stuff. Yeah. But I don't elevate him to this genius yeah. level that many of, much of the world does. Yeah. But still, from what I know, and I didn't read the Isaacson novel, and I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm yeah. not, a, I'm not a fanboy. Um, but what I, my gut tells me is that dude would never have let this operating system see the light of the day. In the visual, in the, yeah. in the visual style that it is right now, it is so ugly and it is an embarrassment. If I was Apple, I would I would update this thing in a week and say you can change the color scheme. Yeah. At the very least, like yeah. if we're going to go all flat, fine. But yeah. if you don't want rainbow bright phone, you don't have to have rainbow bright phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, you know what it is. You ugly, just, you just don't use any of the Apple apps. That's the trick. I don't do the you whole the thing. Just sort of looks. Off. I mean, I do I, that anyway. Do a black background on all the things. It's you know, it's it's. Look, I can't fine. get this thing out of the case. <laughs> there it is. I, space gray, really nice looking. I like phone. the space gray, as I like the black. I have I have an old five now, an old five. Um, yeah, I. You know what? I think the problem is is that uh, Johnny Ive. No one's going to say no to Johnny Ive. You know what I mean? By the way, that guy's I voice think he's the one when guy. he does those videos. It I, feels like a joke. When he does those videos, I really feel like strangling somebody. And I don't, you know, it's people think I'm a beautiful object oh my God. ever made. It's plastic, unapologetically plastic. It's like, and you know what, hold on a second. If you guys else said nine months ago would say that plastic is shit, and that's why you would never, everyone else uses plastic. We use glass and metal. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's okay for you to use plastic when you... It's not even that. It's that oh, guy's God, voice so, is so arrogant. I, yeah. I, 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 you yeah. know... Everyone thinks I'm this angry, angry, angry guy. Yeah. It's just my voice. Right. That guy makes me angry. Yeah. There's very few things that actually inspire me to want to oh, strangle. And I just... Yeah. That's way too high for me. I just don't get it. Um, but there's so much wrong with it. I mean, and I will say this, like, right off the bat, and we're going to get really technical here, but if you want to open your phone, you can now open your phone with a thumb swipe... And boom, there's a picture of me and Robert Scoble um, buying the phone. But uh, the crazy thing is, if you're an iPhone person at all, and you know that you get a notification, you used to be able to swipe the notification, unlock the phone, and jump straight to where that notification was. Now, if you swipe 
the notification, yeah. you still have the passcode. When to the password comes the up, if you put your finger on it, still it doesn't. It's, doesn't. No, it's not just like oh, we're giving the passcode option, but it's like, <coughs> nope. stick your thumb on. No, so here, I mean, actually, so the only way to do that is to watch unlock it first to unlock. and then go look at your. Oh no. Okay, Bill. Bill just solved my yeah. Okay, there you go. Oh well, I take that back, Johnny. <laughs> I, you're awesome, dude. Look, I think I think you're the, still arrogant, but I think the thumbprint thing is great for like trying to type in your iTunes password when you're buying new apps. Which on a Google, app, you don't have to type in your password ever. to download an app ever. Why would you have to type in your password just to download every an app? time? Especially Even if it's a free, free app. Stupid. Yeah, I know. Um, or or. For in-app purchases, yeah, they still don't let you do thumbprint yet, which is crazy. Right. See, like, this is—it's all this kind of stuff that, like, Apple is just—I don't know. There's something so tight about it. The, look, is it neat tech? Yes. I mean, I love it. I'm happy that I have the new phone. I really am. The oh, camera yeah. so far is awesome. I took. What were you using before? I know you had the HTC One, but you, you had a five. five. What happened to your five that you had the HTC? Uh, I won the HTC One. So, you're just so and I, I, I traditionally hate Android. I hate on Android. I used it in an early iteration. And HTC One's pretty nice, though. That's nice pretty kit. It's very, very nice. And Do you I miss the big screen? A little bit. Um, I will say that having that HTC phone in my hand for a month yeah. changed my view of the Android ecosystem, yeah. of the difference between Android. Ch- change is the wrong word. I still think the Apple experience is better. But I became more mature you can in understand why somebody would choose analysis. Android. No, I still don't understand why someone would choose. Really? No, I have no idea. I do not know why you would want that. Unless you're just going for a cheaper alternative. Um, or you're uber, uber, uber geeky and you like and need the ability yeah. to customize everything. Yeah. I was having a conversation with Scoble while we were waiting online. And this is one of the things that I didn't like about Android was that it's a phone. Yeah. I don't need to tweak everything. I don't need all of that customization. And the problem with geeks and customization is that it's never over. Ever. It's always something else faster, quicker, more efficient, shinier, moves better. So you're never done customizing your Android phone. And so you're actually always doing that. And you're never really there to just use it as a phone. I'll tell you, even, even my iPhone, I use it for... I use Chrome to browse. I use the Gmail app too. for Gmail. I do too. I use Downcast to download podcasts. Well, I like the Apple Podcast app. It's fine. Okay. I use Downcast and that's like 90% of my time on a phone are, are email, web, and whatever. These people I have, have, have like 16 it. pages of apps. What the hell I are you do. doing with all these I apps? Do. I'm a digital strategist, man. It's very okay, important well, you, to try yeah, but, right, but the average person does not need <coughs> I mean, look, I am, I am chock full. I've got like 300 plus yeah. Um, I used I have I have like four different photo apps because they're like weird funky things. Yeah, but I almost never use them. Um, I just download stuff. But you were talking about Photoshop's really it's a little Photoshop the Express. Phone? Oh yeah, I, I, I've used it. I prefer. Um, have you used it recently? Because they re, they how changed recently? it. I use Snapseed. Snapseed. Yeah, people like Snapseed. Last week they uh, updated. I'll it. check it's it really out. Nice. I will check it out. Um, I, I mean, I, I just feel like the thing about the Apple phone. Yeah is that it's more elegant and efficient and easier to use. Yep. And for a phone, that's all I really want. So is the Android, are Android phones more powerful? Yeah. 
Hands down, yes. Right. Can Android phones do more than iPhones? Would I love an iPhone yes, to they say can. have like little LEDs to tell me whether I have notifications so I don't have to open it up to see? Yes. But Johnny I would never do that because it's visually unappealing and, and it's inelegant. Th- those are the things that drive me nuts is the decisions that Apple makes for the sake of form over function in a, in a negative way. <sighs> that, you know I mean? yes. But I think that those things will come. I mean, you know, we come. We're on version 7 of the phone. They're slow. They're slow to adopt some of those things. <laughs> um, but for example, the new Moto X, which just came out, yeah. which to me, size-wise, is the best phone. I, I happen to be. I able hear to it's hold, a very nice size. I've been. I've been happy to. Uh, I, I, I was. I was fortunate to be able to hold it in my hand the other day. The HTC One is an amazing piece of engineering uh, externally. It's the best phone. Uh, next to an iPhone as far as how it looks. It's a little, that little big, though. But it was a little big. Uh, this one is just, just small enough, just big enough. It was the right size. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that that phone does that I've never seen another phone do is it only turns on some of the pixels for things like checking your yeah, time. Yeah, because it's an OLED. Right. So at some point, I would think if and when Apple adopts that screen technology yeah. to be able to the problem is it tap the button once and just have like the top of the yeah, screen yeah, pop yeah, yeah, up yeah. would be really cool. But there are certain things that I don't understand why they didn't add. Like, you still can't clear all your notifications in one swipe. Can you? Can If, if you can, please shoot me an email or you know, a tweet I, or something I used like to that. be an Android guy and I used to like notifications in Android like back in the day and then I switched back to iPhone on iPhone with my iPhone 4. And then I was waiting, waiting, waiting for iOS, I guess it was 5 to come out at the time that yeah. had notifications. In fact, I ended up getting beta versions of it because I was so frustrated by the fact that I sure. notifications. I don't think I've used a notification on iPhone since then. Um, I don't pull it down. I turn off all notifications. You know what? If I check my I email, do. I go click on the I Gmail, do. and I you know what I mean. Like I, I use the notifications, but yeah, I have a lot of apps, and I use right. I use I have a lot of apps yeah, that are see, actually ingrained into my life. So um, it's, it's I great. couldn't do without them. I mean, when I say ingrained into my life, it sounds like we uh, said this at the beginning. How you you know you were talking about like Scoble and people like that who were you know it's the newest thing. It's this, and look at all these great things, and they're changing the world and changing our lives. And fingerprint scanners going to change the world. None of these things are changing the world anymore. A smartphone had changed the world, yes. The fact that you could have a thing in your pocket that was a camera and your email and your phone and your whatever, all in a web browser and all in one, that was the thing. A new app is not well, changing the world. The are, are much smaller. I mean, yeah. you spoke about this on your podcast only maybe two to four weeks ago. Yeah. We talked about the jump to digital photography, yeah. and now the steps are much smaller. Yeah. Right? So, the camera from four years ago is still almost as awesome. awesome. modern camera. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think we see the same thing with phones. But I do believe the potential of, for example, this fingerprint technology right. is, is, is limitless. I'm more excited about this than I am Google Glass, for example. Sure. I mean, think about oh, I don't think if Google I could Glass just great hold either, my but... thumb over my phone yeah. and then pay for things with the ultimate form of security. Yeah. And by the way, I tested this. Your phone will not work if you're dead. I was dead, and I tried to thumbprint in. <laughs> no, actually, I was eating an ice pop yesterday. Oh, it was so cold, and it didn't work. And my fingers were cold, yeah, and I couldn't. I, yeah, I the couldn't problem I have with that is that I would think that that was great if Apple had some system and it was a very working open on system. It. They're working. If they, on no, no, no. But if they do it and it's only Apple phones, I don't like that. I want. I want standards. HTML changed the world because it was an open standard. You know what I mean? 
Like, I don't if, know that Apple would, would go for that. Right, and that's the problem. If but an Apple but only would go for that purchasing, would they? I, I don't know. I think I think that's the, that's part of the problem. And you know what? Here's the other thing. I'm a tech nerd. You know, I build my own computers. I yeah. a photography guy. I, you know, I code. I do all that kind of stuff. I am getting over teched out. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm not. I don't. You know, I don't download new apps. I don't try new products, new social media. Things. I, I got it. I have enough things where I'm staring at a screen. You know, that's actually yeah. part of, that's another one of the Maybe things. Maybe because I'm 30, I'm getting old. Maybe that's what it is. Well, I think that, that that's surely part of it. It's funny that you say that. Um, I had this thought the other day. Uh, I was pretty much bedridden all week. Yeah. Uh, not feeling well, running a fever, didn't, you know. And I was bored out of my mind. And so I picked up the new Grand Theft Auto game, and I played a little bit. I was like, couldn't even really pay much attention. Yeah, yeah. But I played it, and I realized I was playing it much better than I had ever played a Grand Theft Auto previously. And I figured out why. Wow. Because I'm older. Because previous Grand Theft Auto games, for yeah. example, I get so angry because I wouldn't, couldn't drive the car right. I couldn't right, move right. around, and I'd always be crashing and ruining cars. And you want to know why? Because I'm racing everywhere. You don't have to be there right away. Yeah, you're just driving. You're driving the car. You're not necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. obeying traffic laws, but sort of slowing down and thinking about the world as if it's the world you're in. And it's like, do I really want to shoot that guy? You're, making in the like face? A, you're like making like a medium point to my point. Yeah, you're basically saying I like the digital things. I just slow down within the digital. No, no, no. But I think the point I'm trying to make though is that like I still like email. Am I wrong to I, like email? I don't like email. But see, it's not because it's email. It's because email is is broken. There's just something wrong with email right now. I get so many goddamn emails a day. Well, that's because you sign up for everything. They send you crap. And I unsign up for all of it, and I still get crap. And it's just like yeah. I, I I don't I don't know how to avoid it. I don't know. It's it's yeah. I don't. I, it's like I would prefer getting email than pretty much anything else, unless it's somebody I'm. iMessage is text. the best thing in the world yep. because there's no character limit. If you're but again, iPhone there's to an iPhone. example. Oh, this iMessage is built upon uh, industry standards. We're going to open this whole thing up. They said when they announced it. Did four, they really? th yes, they did three years ago. So there's no they iMessage app for Android. No. There should no. be. Why not? And now, now Android app or Google is doing their Hangouts standard. Which you know, I use all. I use the little IM stuff in Gmail all the time to talk to people. Yeah, yeah, you know? I, I do. I use it. Like, I just can't. This all being, can't we just? Can't we all just get along? You know, we shouldn't be spending ten cents per text. Yeah, message. but this is this is capitalism, man. Somebody yeah. has to win. Yeah, but and know, it's not the consumer. Yeah, but you know what? The, 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 no one won with HTML. You know, no one. Won. People don't always win with standards. Standards allow things. The web wouldn't be what it is today. The internet, none of it. We wouldn't be here today doing this podcast if it weren't for standards that occurred before. I think I think it's short-sighted to sort of have these battles between people. See which one comes out first, Blu-ray, Beat, HD. Why don't everyone just sit down and come up with a standard? And everyone would have been better off from the get-go. I don't know. I just That kind of stuff drives me nuts. Because someone always does it better, and part of the way that they can do it better and make money is to isolate it from the other options, right? I guess so, so if I'm Apple and I say I can do this and I can do it better, but I need people to buy my product, yeah. I need to give them an experience that they can't get anywhere else. So I now need yeah, okay. to make things that are so exclusive you, you to my device. So you make the interface better for the thing. But like the transmitting of a message, this is not new technology. We've been doing this for 15 years and there's still no standards other than SMS. Come on. You know, this is crazy. Um, frustrating. But you know, it's that kind of, maybe that's another old man thing. But I mean, that's like, sort of just work. But that's also sort of you know, 
if you remember, and we're going we're going back a ways. Japan had high def technology transmitted yeah. over the airwaves ten to fifteen years before we did. Before we did, yeah. Uh, and that's just because they're a smaller yeah. society. And they had bullet trains in the nineteen sixties, right? So Shinkansen, good stuff. Say that again, Shinkansen. Oh, okay. God bless you. No, it's only Shinkansen. I only know how to say one thing in Japanese, and I'm not going to say it now. Okay, it's. Yeah, mushy, mushy. Something like that. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, we both agree. We're not really thrilled with iOS 7. No. I think it adds a lot of the features that I wanted, but it... Uh, there are some good ideas in there, but then uh, the, the new visual thing is... Yeah. I don't like it. Especially no, a, lot like of, it a lot of apps that have turned their, their apps into the new visual dialogue. Because they sort of have to. Yeah, they just... It's like, wow, this doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. It's harder to read. You know what I really do like, though? I will admit, visually, the one thing I'm really digging is the text messaging. For some reason, it just looks so much cooler and more message. friendly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Something I don't know. about it. I, it's I, weird because it fits into that visual style everywhere else. Yeah, no, that, that's... But it works in texting. That place is fine. Here's here's what really bothers me is this. Uh, one last thing before we, we finish you up. Okay, here's an example. Show the, show the folks at All home. Right. This is the page that says uh, it's the Photos app, right? So you can go yeah. see your pictures. Look how big Collections is next to Moments. Like, this it, Moments is supposed to be the title of the thing, but it's right next to... It's just text next to text. One's yeah, a title, one's a button, one's a... Th- it's like, one's a select thing, one's going back. I'm supposed to... Like, this is, te- this is really, yeah, really it ugly. It really doesn't look right. That's it's terrible. Point. And it's like, this, it is. Is, this is not what... This is not what we should be but doing. But that looks awesome. Sure. The home screen is really, really sweet. <sighs> yeah. So, you know before we like get before we go, yeah. um, since we talked about nothing important in the world... Would least, you like important stuff? No, but is there anything... I mean, I think what we talked about is important, but yeah. is there anything in the world that sort of, like, you have a thought on uh, right now? I'm upset about the privacy stuff, the NSA stuff. Are you really? Yeah. We could talk about that for a while, and I don't mind, but... Uh, uh, we'll do a, a small thing. I don't know. I, I think that, you know, my taxes go to pay the government, and yes, I know that the NSA is supposedly keeping us safe from terrorists and all the rest of it, but like I think they are. But it is not the government's job to be keeping an eye on all the citizens. Like that, that kind of information can be so easily abused by so many people and so many. But ways. it isn't being easily abused. I don't think we uh, have not yet. How seen. many people have they said? That, like people have come out where it's like, oh, NSA officials are NSA people are looking up their girlfriends and stuff on using the data and that kind of stuff. It's like, but I, I, you know, I, 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 I have seen that. around for a long time. The only one was the dude who like looked up a pressure cooker from his office yeah. and they came to his house. That's crazy. I don't think it's such a big deal because they knocked okay. on his door okay. and then they left. Okay. They said, okay, we had to go down and check in first yeah. person and talk to I the guy. I don't I don't like this it. stuff at all because then it stops people from looking up anything they want to look up because they're fearful of the government. I think that all depends. That. That's all I, I, have, so I am not crazy. afraid of the government doing any of that to me. I don't need a gun to protect me from a government that's going to do that to me either. Yeah, you but know? you know what? The, 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 the next administration, you may not agree with me. You may not agree with the current administration. And suddenly they're looking at people who happen to send emails to the NCAA or the, and you know what I mean? Like some random organization 
Political, not political. Oh, oh, Stewart uh, works, is a member of the NRA. Well, well, we should keep an eye on him because we're all about gun laws. Oh, and then the next thing is like, oh, well, Stu thinks that the, the, the First Amendment should be whatever. Like, he's a radical. We need to keep a file on him and keep a tabs on everything he does. I don't does. have a problem with him. Oh, right. That I have a huge problem with. That is not the government's but, job. The government works for me. I don't work for the I am not a subject of the government. But, but the, the NSA, and here's the disconnect, though, I think. The NSA is a government agency yes, that, is, is. that doesn't that that doesn't have any oversight. Right, they just want the information. Right, so yeah. I don't. I, 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 I don't. I, I think that you know what. I think if you want to know who I send emails to, I think you need to get a warrant from a judge with probable cause in order to get that information. I don't think you should be able to throw out a giant fishing net and find everyone who sends emails between each other and do analysis of it. I think that that is offensive and not what our country was about. See, when you, when you speak of it that way, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But the reality of it is I also think there's a lot of people who are, like, screaming boogeyman. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Okay. But here, I'm going to say something that people are going to find really offensive, especially where we are right now. Right? I was here 9-11. We are, what? Blocks quarter, away. Quarter mile away Not from... Not even. Okay. Um, yes. How many people died? 3,000 people died? Something like that. There are 300 million people in this country. 3,000 yeah. people die every year of falling off ladders while putting light bulbs in the thing. Right. We are changing everything about our society because 3,000 people died? That is that is, that is completely I agree, irrational. I, I agree with that. I, you know? I do agree with that. Um, but I still there's just so much like the outrage to me is, is so hypocritical. Maybe it's because I'm so in the tech world. Yeah. So the people who are screaming against this are the same people who are – Enabling it, I, I personally I think that everyone, if if it was technically possible without a whole lot of whatever, I think everyone should be encrypted emails back and forth to everyone. I think if I send you a thing, no one should be able I, to read it except you and me, unless you allow somebody else to read it. PGP. The problem I, is, is that it's too much of a pain in the ass to to to, to do. I tend to agree. I mean, but you see, then the detractors to that statement say, "Well, how do we protect ourselves from?" Threats, for both foreign and domestic. Well, you know what? Okay. Airplanes flew everything. Okay, let's stop flying airplanes because airplanes can be used as weapons. We're not going to do that. Like, I, every, I agree. Every new piece of technology has some use by a douchebag to do bad things. Yes. You can't stop people from using technology because that. You can't watch everyone use the technology to, like, see whether that. This is, this is crazy talk. Yeah. And I think it leads to governments that have way more power over their people than they should. And we sit here and we talk about dictators in countries in the Middle East and whatever it is. But see, I don't think this is the true freedom. The crazy shit is that this is not freedom. Freedom freedom has nothing to do, in my opinion, with what we're talking about right now. Well, there's also a freedom of association. The freedom, To me, we're not free in this country unless you're making millions and millions and millions of dollars. Real freedom is, right now, I can't quit my job Let's just say, like I'm miserable. Sure. Let's just yeah. say, hypothetically, I'm miserable at work. Yeah. I do not like the life decisions that I've made, yep. and I need a change. Sure. I cannot do that. Right. I am a slave to my occupation. Whether they realize it or not, 
They say, oh, you're not a slave because you can leave right now. You could. Well, guess what? I can't leave right now. Do you want to know why? Because the cost of living in this city and in this yep. country is higher than it's ever been. That nobody will look out for my welfare, my health, or anything like that if I leave this job and try and make an attempt at something else. Yep. I am screwed. If I get sick, I I could die. Yep. I, I, I wouldn't be able to put food in my mouth. They're looking to take away the ability to, for food stamps. Yep. People who have nothing, they want to take nothing sure. away from people who have nothing. Yep. That is slavery. The fact that if you don't go out and you don't slave for the man, so yep. to speak, and the man is everybody that signs your paycheck, yep. you are truly a slave. This is why I've worked for myself. For yes, and that's part. That's another years. reason that I'm looking to get out of it. I'm yep. not miserable in my job. Yep. I enjoy what I do. Yep. But when I think about it to that extent, yep. I, I get very, very, very I, stressed I don't out. know that there are that many people that I know who have a traditional job, an office job, yeah. who actually really love what they do. Anybody yeah. on salary, though, like, and uh, it's so hard and if you're not making, a, living in New York, let's say, if you're not making a quarter million dollars a year, you're probably not saving very much, if at all. No. Yeah. Well, let's just say oh, two hundred thousand. Oh, you you want to buy a, a, an apartment? And that's a know? ridiculous salary. I have me and and my partner, and you know, I she can't buy. An she apartment. and I couldn't buy an apartment. I can't buy an apartment we, unless we get money from outside. There's no way we don't. And if I left apartment. New York, I would not make the same money that I'm making. There's here. the problem. Right? So you can move to Kansas City, but you'd be making. Sixty percent what you're making here, correct, and things cost sixty percent, correct. So you're back in the same position. And, and 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 those that are making the most are making more and more and more and more, yep. and they're taking more and more and more and more. And they're buying more and more of they're, the real estate. They, they and say stuff. there's makers and takers. The makers and the takers are the same people. Yeah. There's makers and takers and everybody else. Yeah. And everybody else are the people like you and me and those less fortunate than us yeah. that. They don't have a pot to piss in, yeah. and it's not only because it's not only because they're not working or they're undereducated or life has done things or some of them are lazy or some are trying to take advantage. We've removed pots. There's no more pots. Yeah. So sure. you said we well, don't have a pot to piss in. You can't even get a fucking pot these I days believe to me. piss in. Yeah. So it's like a guy recently said to me, "You know what you need to do? Mind. You need to disrupt and move out to like the Midwest." And so and, you know, your clients will fly you to New York and you could save money when you live. I was like, my clients will not fly me to New York. If I get paid $1,500 to go do a shoot one day, my clients are not going to say, oh, your budget now is 2300 because I got to fly you to whatever. Right. They're not going to pay another $800. No, no, no. They'll find somebody here. Right. It doesn't work that way anymore. No, and, and so and it's and, and, it, and even during the downturn here in New York City, for our listeners who aren't in New York City, even yeah. during the downturn, what did real estate prices go down? 8%. Rents, rents have not gone down. Right. Rents continue to go there, up. There's an apartment in my building. I live in a, a studio at the top of this thing in, in, in Brooklyn. Second, and the second floor are duplexes, you know? And in one of them, they just moved out. They just spent a month rebuilding it all and doing it all fancy. And I saw some guy yesterday, like, standing there. I was like, how much are you, how much are you rented for? He's, oh, I think like six. $6,000 for this three-bedroom apartment in Park Slope, Brooklyn. And I'm Brilliant. like... What are you out of your mind? Six thousand yeah. dollars? You could buy a million dollar building yeah. for six million for six thousand dollars right. a month. Yeah, like you're out of your mind. I was thinking maybe thirty five, thirty eight. You know what I mean? Somewhere which is in still there, ridiculous. Which is still crazy high, but like three people each paying twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. This each, apartment is thirty five hundred bucks. Right. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Is it worth it? No. 
Why not live closer to your work if you're going to live up there? Isn't it cheaper up there? Oh, I like it better. Yeah. I, I haven't... I mean, one thing to take into consideration is that... Um, I haven't lived in the same place. In New York, it's tough to find a yep. spot and, and live there. I've lived in my place for... I'll be starting my years. fifth year on November 1st. Okay. I don't care if they increase the rent. I'm not, I'm, I haven't felt home until I lived here. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. There's, so, there, there's, a, there's a value to that. Yeah, sure. That yeah. I... I've lived in my place grew up for 11 here. years. Yeah. There's a, there was a time between when I moved out of my parents' house the last time... Yeah. And probably in the past two or three years that I finally feel like I have a home. Everything and else is just a place that you slept. Yeah, because I, I would stay in an apartment for a year and move, or six months and move, or a year and move, or college dorm, or, yeah, 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 yeah. or this or that, you know? And, like, I've never been anywhere as long as I've been here, yeah. and I don't want to change that. And yeah. That, yeah, so is it worth it? I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. It's a lot of fucking money, man. But, yeah. Uh, you know, but in, in the one thing last... Just and my parents up. are like, why can't you save any money? My father says yeah. to me, you're making, you know, a great salary. I go, Dad, I live in a city that is the most expensive city in the country to live in. Yeah. Oh, oh, I said, you know, that, yeah. that's what my father sounds like, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but the, the, the thing is, is that one thing that people don't realize, though, is that, you know, I, you know Heather, Heather gets out of work one day. We go to MoMA after work. We go do things... That you can't do anywhere else. You know, I, I went to school in Boston. I've lived in D.C. I've, I've lived other places. And D.C. Yeah. is a good... I mean, downtown. It's my sister works at Smithsonian. Yeah, it's a like, cool So city. you still get that. But, like, we are in a place where... You know, there was... I used to really love Zen and the Air Motorcycle Maintenance. You know that book? I do. He did a, he did a, a second book. There's a, there's a sequel called Layla. And in it, he's walking around New York... And he said, you know, New York is one of the few places in the world where people where the people don't ask whether something was cool somewhere else. You know? Yeah. They don't say, oh, do people like this in Boston? Yeah. They make their own decision because this is where the decisions that get made that yeah, I mean, I, I, I grew up just here, here and right in the shadow of here. Right. So, you know. And so, you know, yes, do we pay a lot to make that decision? Yeah. But then you meet people. It's still not right. It's not. Right. Oh, it's and it's, it's gotten out of control it, because of all international money and. Well, and there's all that, that and just the way that things are set up in this country to continue to divide right. the haves and the have-nots. Sure. You know, I truly believe that this country, or any country for that matter, the greatness of that country is measured by the quality of life of the lowest common denominator yep. there, and we are not in good shape, man. Our happiness quotient is like bottom of the it's world. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's a nice way to like make it really happy towards yeah. the end there. I know. Well, that's what we do. Anything else we need to say? No, I think that's it, man. Uh, We're all going to die. Yeah, so... <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, where can we find out more about Bill uh, you could go what to got going on? You can go to BillWadman.com to see my portfolio. W-A-D-M-A-N. Like Madman with the okay. M upside down. Yeah. Um, and you can go to... Uh, I'm taking pictures.com as my blog. And I have a... Podcast called the podcast is good. I TV slash OTV. Very very easy to listen to. It's it's about you know somebody sent us an email a while back and said your show isn't about photography it's about life, and I was like yeah it is it is more is more along those lines. I mean yeah it's ostensibly about photography but I will say like I expected to learn something. Yeah, and you're not learning anything. I would say I feel more connected to the world of photography listening to you guys. Right. And that's awesome. Yeah. You're not going to learn tricks. No. No. 
But you're going there to... There are 53 other shows that are But you're very, that very comfortably going to enjoy the hour to two hours. More like yeah, an hour and a half, hour and usually. Half usually yeah. uh, of two smart, light-hearted guys talking about sort of their view of the world. Yeah. Through the eyes of two photographers. It's, it's a very philosophical kind of discussion. And yeah. it, it, it is all in the realm of photography. You, yeah. you start and finish there every yeah. week. Yeah. It's a good show, man. It really is. It's a therapy is. session. It's good. I like it. <laughs> well, very much like this, which yeah. is sort of where I've been, you know, we used to, we never really had a very strong format here. Yeah. But it was very political focused. And it got boring. Right. I mean, it took me a hundred episodes yeah. to get bored of it over the course of two to two and a half years. Oh, I years. can talk about politics. <laughs> yeah, but it, but, but it, it's the same thing yeah. over and over and over again. When you break it down to its core, yeah. it's people who believe that, hey, I'll admit it, people who have socialist values yeah. don't necessarily believe in socialism. But have those values of where we're here to help one another as a society. And as I said before, we're measured by the quality of life of our lowest common denominator. So it is our duty to help those that need it, even if they might some be taking advantage versus those who believe that it's all about the almighty dollar and that capitalism rules. And right. And, 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 And every single political argument can be broken down. To those two things. And after doing that for so long and realizing that I was angering myself more than anybody else. Political circle drift. I was like, fuck it, man. (laughs) So, I mean, if something something important comes up, we'll be here to discuss it. Sure. And I'm not changing the name of the show, you know. But uh, I found that my greatest joy in doing this was very much like sitting down and taking portraits of someone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a way, this is a portrait of someone. You yeah. know, we're having a conversation, and I, 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 I just, you know, very much like you were saying, I got to take pictures of people 365 days a year. Yeah, I'm going to start going after those that inspire me and interest me. Yeah, do the same thing. Yeah, you know, would I ever have the opportunity to talk to X if I didn't have this vehicle to do so? Yeah, likely no. So I'm going to drive that vehicle everywhere that I want it to be. Yeah, that's better ending. And we're all going to die. <laughs> so thank you, Bill, for thank joining you. us. Thanks for having me. Uh, do you do the Twitter? Or is there any of that stuff? Yeah, is, it worth, is it Bill worth Wadman. to follow? Sure. All right. Absolutely. Then follow Bill Wadman. And uh, my name is Stuart Trax. You can follow me on Twitter at STWO. You can also follow the show, Beer Diplomacy. Um, and we'll be back in two weeks because we're sort of doing this now a little less frequently. Probably every one to three weeks we'll... Uh, We'll have a show up. And our next guest, I believe, the 6th of October, the first Sunday in October, if I'm not mistaken, will be the great Baratunde or Baratunde. Oh, Baratunde Thurston. Baratunde Thurston. Baratunde is the uh, Alec Baldwin of Beer Diplomacy. I can see that. He's the uh, guy who punches photographers. No, um, (laughs) he's been a guest on the show more times than anybody else. Well, he he likes to be out there in the the world. He's he's fun, man. Good good, good guy. guy. Uh, So instead of continuing, uh, I'm getting all choked up. Is it you (laughs) or is it Baratunde? Um, It's funny, I said Baratunde, and I remember that he busted my balls for that. He's like, where'd you get that from? I go, oh, you know, I just listened to... 
twit with you and Nick Bilton. He goes, yeah, Nick Bilton's the only guy who calls him Baratunde. And I don't know why, but I picked it up. And, like, I've known him for so long, and it's it's just so weird. Baratunde. It's just weird. He's Baratunde. He's a handful. Yeah. He's a good guy. All right, well, we love you, Baratunde, and we'll see you in a few weeks. And thank you, Bill. And once again, I'm Stuart Tract. This has been Beer Diplomacy, and we will see you soon. Thank you.